Hey traders, welcome to another Performante podcast. This is episode 23, and we're gonna be continuing the conversation with the institutional involvement. So uh, I'll pass it over on to Nathan to uh, discuss what we're gonna be talking about today. Yeah, I uh, definitely think when tides are turning, it presents an opportunity and uh, there's going to be no better opportunity when there's going to be governments changing, uh, political ideologies and really different regulations that are going to be coming in. And if it's going to be positive for the next four years, along with the ending of the bear cycle leading up to the bullish cycle that we're going to be seeing here, it does look like it's all coming together pretty well perfectly i uh, don't want to say absolutely perfect because markets are always changing and uh there's no guarantees in life obviously when investing but uh in short uh it does look extremely bullish both on the technical and fundamental standpoint so continuing on with the overall uh aspect of what we're going to be talking about for the first half of the podcast southeast asia's largest bank dbs launches its full service bitcoin exchange so they've recently officially launched it and the ceo said i have a really good quote here the exponential pace of the asset digitalization provides immense opportunities to reshape capital markets and the fact that he's taking it so seriously i just suggest the level of disruption that i think will happen within the financial space like capital markets being able to raise money extremely efficiently through tokenization and he says also for singapore to become even more competitive as a global financial hub we have to prepare ourselves to welcome the mainstream adoption of digital assets and currency trading so uh pretty awesome quote <laughs> yeah. 
yeah, it's unbelievable. Uh, he even said in a quote here, what you can be certain about is in probably 20 years from now, our kids and grandkids, whatever, all of us will be using some type of digital dollar. So the shift is inevitable. And we're seeing these people who are extremely uh, knowledge in global macro, understanding financial markets, understanding disruptive technologies, especially in the financial space. And uh, they're seeing the opportunity. And, you know, we've been talking about it for a while, talking about institutional buyers coming in. And Paul Tudor Jones is probably one of the biggest influences in terms of him giving like the green check mark and saying, this is an asset that uh, should be within a portfolio. So we are seeing that shift for sure. So going on to the next topic, still keeping with the institutional players mass mutual purchases a hundred million dollars in btc uh, the company reportedly hopes to achieve what they call measured yet meaningful exposure to a growing growing economic aspect of our increasingly digital world so we see these institutions averaging in uh, they purchased 5470 btc for the average price of 18,279 USD. So their average in price is extremely high, but they're still able to understand the value that they're able to purchase at that price, right? It's not like they're haggling. They're saying, I don't mind getting in at basically $18,000, dollars because they see the value and they see the asset as something that will be lucrative in the future. <laughs> yeah, honestly, even a little bit more scary. Uh, just looking a little bit further down the blog, uh, while you were talking about the kind of uh, personal rights and privacy, I was reading this. Uh, the People's Bank of China 
calls this new technology that they've recently implemented on some of the tokens that they've given away and it's called dual offline wallets and this allows them to use a digital wand to pay for goods and services without having to be connected to the internet effectively replacing notes and coins with the digital wand so they can track you even if you're not connected to the internet that's pretty terrible it's extremely interesting and cool and innovative and useful i i agree with that but in terms of you don't even need to be connected to the internet in order for regulators governments to be able to understand exactly what you're doing is just creating less space for you to have that freedom and have that privacy so um every positive has a negative every coin has a side that uh may not be so may not be so great in some aspects of life so i think we'll have to figure that out like nathan said there so uh It's, yeah, quite, go on. Yeah, uh, well said. I think it's definitely going to, uh, be evident later on and there's going to be those few key individuals who saw it early and uh, not saying we're on track to be those key people but I, I definitely feel like we're uh, yelling from the rooftops as loud as we can just to be aware to understand you don't have to put 50% uh, of your net worth in crypto like uh, Mike did here Mike Novogratz but uh, having some understanding of the potential of 
blockchain BTC and the hedge against the currency, the US dollar and uh, other native currencies that is really being printed into oblivion slowly but surely. So the next thing we're going to talk about is more options and the lack of friction that there really is now with not just investing in Bitcoin, but other assets and in particular Ethereum, uh, the uh, Ether fund has recently or is going to actually have an IPO, I believe tomorrow, uh, looking at this blog here, it uh, is I3IQ and they introduced the Ethereum fund which basically stakes Ethereum. You don't have to purchase enough to actually make a node. You can just purchase shares and uh, they do all the backend stuff. You just sold the shares and I believe they even have a dividend. Um, I don't exactly know, but I'm sure they provide some level of uh, payout because they're also getting paid out in Ethereum as well. <laughs> Literally never thought about it as an ad, but hey, honestly, it could be. <laughs> yeah.
Awesome. Just wanted to touch on one thing before we move on. It actually is a pretty valid point here. It talks about the level of interest on Google hasn't been as significant for BTC than, for example, we saw in mid-2017 and especially later 2017 there. Yet BTC is still rocketing and doing very well. And I think that's because the institutional investors aren't looking on Google to do their research, right? The... Uh, overall investments that are coming in is more institutional rather than the retail novice traders that we saw in 2017. So I think the FOMO for the general mom and pop grandma's asking you how to buy Bitcoin, that'll happen way later on and we're already seeing the traction. So um, yeah, I think honestly just keeping in a close eye on the level of interest of people searching on search engines like Google for Bitcoin and related cryptocurrency headings and categories is I think definitely very useful so moving on to the next topic is going to be uh, to kind of cap it all off we have been talking about some unfortunate events that have occurred to uh, novice investors losing some or losing a significant amount of money I believe it was 50k due to the phishing scams with the ledger so some good news I guess on that front uh, man gets six years in prison for a 25 million dollar diamond and crypto Ponzi scheme so not a hundred percent Crypto, he also had some sort of Ponzi scheme in diamonds, but we are the, we are seeing these uh, really shitty, shitty individuals uh, get what they deserve. I don't, I don't think it's fast enough with how many people and how many scammers are popping up. But in terms of uh, getting just getting justice, we do see that uh, we are seeing that bright side of it as well. Mm -hmm, definitely well said so uh that wraps up our overall performante podcast thank you very much for listening we really appreciate it or watching if you're on youtube uh if you do have any suggestions on what we should talk about next definitely put them in the comments or discord or uh however way you are able to reach us hopefully you understand we have like a tiktok instagram youtube um we even have a blog if you do not know lots of really quality information on there so thank you very much for listening and uh, I'll pass it over on to Nathan to uh, finalize the podcast. All right. That was... What the... Okay, my recorder is there. <laughs>